The following is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goertz. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. Happy Monday, I think. <laughs> I think it's a happy Monday. I don't know. Uh, how about just Monday to all of you out there uh, here in the Auburn Opelika area? This is On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. My name is Jacob Goins. I'm your man for the next two hours here on ESPN 106.7 as we sit inside the Auburn Plaza Bar and Lounge Studio on this Monday, November 20th, 2023. Man, it is going to be a, a long show today. It is going to be a long week this week uh, on the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. And I promise, I promise that is going to be the case today. That's going to be the case this week. Um, and it's going to be the case for a while because of what happened on Saturday. And this is not a Victory Monday show. Uh, this is a disastrous Monday show. This is this is a tough day to sit in the studio and try to put into words what in the world we saw on Saturday between Auburn and New Mexico State. And I've had two days to try to put this into words and how I'm going to phrase this and, and what exactly I want to talk about on this show. And I'll just be completely honest, I still don't fully know because I can't, I can't process it all. It's crazy. We're going to get into it. Phone lines are open on this Monday. I know you got thoughts. I know you want to talk about it. And I'm... I, I already know where a lot of fans sit on this right now, um, but since it's been almost two days since the disaster in Jordan Hare, how are you feeling? What are your thoughts? Where do you stand right now with Auburn football head coach Hugh Freeze, this team? Where's your mindset right now on a Monday? 334 3-2-1-1390. That number again, 334-321-1390. Phone lines are wide open for you all the way until 3.30. Um, We talked to Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network. So between now and then, the next hour and a half, it's up to you because I want to hear from you. I know you have thoughts. I know that there are a lot of people Uh, extremely frustrated. There are some people maybe still in shock. Um, Some people that just kind of like myself don't fully know what to think. And so I do want to hear from you. 334-321-1390. Auburn loses to New Mexico State on Saturday at home in Jordan-Hare Stadium as a 25-point favorite They turn around and get beat by 21 to the Aggies of New Mexico State. Final score, 31 
to 10. This, oh man, I mean, this is, this is bad, folks. This is bad. This is bad for multiple, multiple reasons. And we're going to break it all down today and throughout the week. And what sucks is, what sucks is it's Iron Bowl week. This was supposed to be a really, really fun week. This was supposed to be a really exciting build-up week with Thanksgiving coming up, with the Iron Bowl on Saturday, Alabama coming to town, and Auburn had all the momentum in the world, right? Had all the momentum in the world to make this week, as special as it already is, now it's just... Right? There are so many fans, and understandably so, there are so many fans that have already checked out on the week. They're done. They've already checked out. They've given up. They said, oh, Alabama's going to roll. They're going to roll on Saturday. Alabama's going to beat Auburn by 40 on Saturday. That's That's what people are talking about on Monday. The Monday of the Iron Bowl, where Auburn should have been on a four-game win streak, when Auburn should have been a seven-win team, it actually had some confidence and some faith and a little bit of hope that Auburn could beat Alabama on Saturday in Jordan-Hare Stadium. That's all gone. Heck, it never even existed, because we couldn't even get to that point. Because of the disaster that happened on Saturday between Auburn and New Mexico State. I don't know where to begin with this. Um, I don't know how to fully break all of this down. And so we're just going to kind of go through it. Because this was bad. This was really, really bad. And it was just a sorry performance for four quarters. I mean, that's that's the best way that I can put it. That's basically what Hugh Freeze has said. His post-game press conference Saturday night after the game, that's one of the most depressing things I've ever been a part of. It was, and Daryl Dapperich and I were sitting next to each other. We walked out of the media room, and he looked at me and said, that was like a funeral. And it was. I mean, it was. I mean, he, Coach Freeze was just, I think, a little bit in shock. I think he was embarrassed. I think he was upset. I think he was extremely frustrated. And the word that's been used on Saturday night in the postgame press conference and today in his weekly press conference, the thing that he continues to go back to was the lack of effort, right? The effort that was showed on Saturday was bad. It was poor. And I think it showed. I think it showed in the game. Auburn was not ready. Auburn was not prepared. Borderline Auburn didn't care about this game on Saturday, which is baffling to me. Baffling to me. Because... Hugh Freeze talked all week in his press conferences, on the radio, everywhere he went and people asked him about this game, about this New Mexico State team in particular that he has a history with, he has a past with, 
and not a very good one. He said going into it, he was nervous. He said going into it, they had to be prepared and they had to be ready. And guess what? They were not. Nobody on this Auburn team was ready. Not the offense, not the defense, not the special teams, not the coaches. Nobody was ready. And that blows my mind. That really does blow my mind. Because not only... Not only did Auburn lose to New Mexico State, giving that program their first win over an SEC team ever, not only did you lose, this wasn't a game-winning field goal App State over Michigan back in 2007, right? The biggest upset in college football history, the big house. This wasn't a game-winning field goal that New Mexico State kicked, and it's like, wow. You know, Auburn should have won, but man, they kicked a game-winning field goal. That hurt. No. This was a beatdown. This was a four-quarter, perfectly executed game plan by New Mexico State. They knew exactly what they wanted to do. They knew how they had to do it. And my God, they came in and did it for four quarters. They did it. And you know what? They were the better team, and they are the better team. And that is not okay. That is not okay. Anything they wanted on Saturday, New Mexico State, they got it. If they wanted to do something, they did it. Auburn couldn't stop it. Auburn couldn't prevent it. Auburn couldn't do anything to push back, offensively or defensively. There were multiple things where you look at this game and you're like, how does that happen? Right? How do you how do you let New Mexico State put 31 points on you? How do you let New Mexico State hold you to 10 total points with two third down conversions, 12 total first downs in the game and just 213 total yards? How do you give up 400 yards to New Mexico State with 23 first downs, 6 of 12 on third down, and oh yeah, 2 of 2 on fourth down, one of those being a fake punt that everybody in the world could see coming? How do you do that? I don't care that this is year one in a rebuild. I don't care that the roster's depleted. It's not that depleted. It shouldn't be anyway. This came down to effort and caring and game planning and underprepared. And I just don't understand how that happens. There were multiple plays in this game that really turned turned the tide, if you will, that really determined what this game was going to be. I already mentioned the fake punt. That was one. How about their quarterback, Pavia, slamming down an Auburn defensive back? I mean, picked him up and threw him down like the WWE. And their team got fired up over it more than Auburn did. Did it right in front of the Auburn bench. And nobody reacted. I think that's telling. I think that was extremely telling. That was a perfect time for Auburn to say, oh, okay, wake up call. Let's go, let's go make sure he doesn't do that again. 
But nope, nothing. Nothing. And here's the thing about him. Right, New Mexico State, they fooled everybody. They fooled everybody. Because we all thought, come Saturday about 2.30, about 30 minutes before kick, everybody was pretty convinced that Pavia was not going to play. Based off of... All right, based off of the betting line moving, based off of his warm-ups where he just didn't look right, he didn't look natural, and based off of just how everything was going, it just didn't seem like he was going to play. And there was real reason for him not to play. This New Mexico State team is going to play in their conference championship game. Why would you play... Your starting quarterback who's been dealing with injury, why would you play him on the road in an SEC game that you're not going to win anyway, right? Why would you play him in a game you're not going to win anyway when you have your conference championship game coming up? If there's any doubt in his health, why risk it? I'll tell you why. Because New Mexico State, they said if we play our starting quarterback, we can win this football game. They were confident in that. They knew. They knew they could win this game if he played. That's the only reason you play him. And guess what? He carved up Auburn. 19 of 28, 201 yards and three touchdowns. And the time of possession was dominated by New Mexico State. That's why he played. Because they knew if we play our starting quarterback and we play our best game... We can beat that team. We can go on the road in the SEC and take down the Auburn Tigers. And New Mexico State did it. And Auburn wasn't ready for that. And now, what some are are claiming to be the worst loss in Auburn football history is now on the record. That now falls in, in year one under Hugh Freeze. Do I agree with that? We'll talk about that as we go on through today's show and throughout the week. 334-321-1390. Man, there's so much more to unpack here. It really is crazy. On a Monday, give me a call. 334-321-1390. We'll get to the phone lines when we come back. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. Back inside the Auburn Plaza Bar and Lounge Studio on the Monday edition of On the Line. Hugh Freeze opened his press conference today, his weekly press conference, saying, quote, that was about as disappointing as I've ever been in coaching with Saturday's effort. It was an embarrassment, too. It can't happen like that, and it starts with me and I know this guy is uh, disappointed in his own way and has some things to say our good friend Jack Hutton's on the phone lines Jack it's Monday man I can't I can't say happy Monday that doesn't really fit for today no absolutely not I I would I would hope you didn't do that (laughs) well um the floor is yours man I mean I know you've got thoughts Uh, you and I we've we've talked since the game off the air of course but um what what are your thoughts on monday as we're a couple of days removed from what is an embarrassment of auburn losing to new mexico state 31 to 10 yeah you know you and i have been through the ringer on this already uh, just kind of personally but 
Um, I, I would kind of echo a lot of what you're hearing from, from the media right now. Um, it's confusing. It's just, I think that's the word that I think so many people have, have come back to is that it's just, it's so odd given this team's momentum, given the, given the state of the program before this game. I mean, you come off three straight SEC wins. Now, granted, you're playing likely the three bottom-tier teams in the SEC uh, when you do that, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. But you started to see some signs of life from the Auburn squad, especially on offense. Um, you saw the passing game start to pick up. You saw guys like Rivaldo Fairweather, Javarius Johnson, those guys start to get more involved. You saw Jarquez Hunter picking things up. You saw this offensive line starting to gel. And so it, it just – the trend of it seemed so good. It seemed like you were going in the right direction. And then you have that happen. And it kind of takes the rug out under you and go, okay, what, what were we watching for three weeks there to come back in, in a game that – you know, it's kind of – and I like in this – you know, I know I'm jumping around here, Jake, but – I kind of liken this to in, and you know I'm a baseball guy, mm-hmm. I kind of liken this to baseball where if you load the bases and nobody's out and your pitcher comes back and strikes out the next two batters who are, you know, the top hitters in the country or something, you go, oh, my gosh, we can get out of it. We're going to get out of this. This is great. And then the next guy comes up and he's hitting 194 on the year and he hits a tank over the left field wall. Right, a pinch hitter comes go, in and you just we, get rocked, yeah. Yeah, and you know, you I kind of like you did the hard part. You did the hard part. You went on the road in the SEC. You got two big wins. You beat Mississippi State before that. You had all the momentum in the world to come back and and play this Iron Bowl. You had recruiting momentum, which is a whole other story in itself that we can get into. But then you just you give up the three run tank. You give up the bomb to left field after that, and you go, man, we we had done the hard part. All we ought to do is get through relatively what many people would say is the easy part and you just you couldn't get it done and it was it was really disappointing yeah there's a there's a reason that leading up to this game um and in no way shape or form did i predict that new mexico state was going to come into jordan hare stadium and a beat auburn and b beat them by three touchdowns but there's a reason that when talking about the end of the season including this game, I said, if Auburn takes care of business, if Auburn does what they're supposed to do, then you have the Iron Bowl. We've talked about all the different you know, scenarios and situations where Auburn could have been an eight-win team with a win over Alabama in the Iron Bowl, right? There's a reason that I said, if Auburn does what they're supposed to do, I never sharpied in New Mexico State as a win. But again, I did not predict them to come in and do what they did, but that's not a bad New Mexico State team, but Auburn just wasn't ready for it, Jack. No, and we said it on, on game day on wings as well that morning. You know, it, none of us picked New Mexico State to come in and do that. But, you know, Wade and I used the verbiage of you can't just lay your jersey out there and mm-hmm. expect to come away with a win. Um, and that's, I think, what, you know, Auburn, I, I think you, definitely there was some looking past it. Um, you know, you you can't really speak as to what the general thought process of the players, of the coaches were, because, you know, maybe they did feel ready to go. Um, but you just look at this and, and you see three straight SEC wins and you see the trajectory and then you see none of the results in, in the game that you just played. And it all leads up to the Iron Bowl this coming week where, once again, you've said it, it could have been 
almost just a, a general celebration. Even in a loss, you're celebrating the direction of your program, and now you've knocked yourself back just a little bit now. I, I talked about it last week on um, with you guys when you were filling in for me on game day. There was that general air of you have turned this thing around. You've mm-hmm. kind of gotten ahead of yourself when you beat Arkansas, um, when you beat them by 38. You kind of got ahead of the curve now, and, and maybe that rebuild has bumped up a year. You know, I don't know if one game's going to do it, but I think Auburn's at risk now of, of totally giving that up, of saying, all right, well, we're, we're going to have to take a little bit more time than we thought because we're, we're not there from a mental standpoint. Yeah, and, and the biggest thing when it comes to all of that, Jack, and you're making really good points, the thing that, that gets me is now – if you don't win this Saturday against Alabama, which you're obviously not supposed to, you're a 6-6 six and six club in year one. And that's not bad, right? That's something that we talked about way back in the beginning where, okay, if you go 6-6 six and six and you're competitive, you can make do with that. We'd rather see 7-5 and five or 8-4. and four. And before this past Saturday, that was all an option. Those were all on the table, and with one swing of the, uh, swing of the bat, Right, that's all gone. Right, with one sweep of the arm, everything the table's just completely empty, and you're staring six and six down the down the face. Well, I think the other. So I've talked a little bit about the the things that we need to be upset about as fans, and I think the next thing that we need to discuss is okay. How do you move forward from this? Um, I think that the the first thing you do in this is I think this is going to be helpful for teams down the road. Uh, the Hugh Freeze teams at Auburn, that is, because that gives them a reality check of, hey, guys, you can't just roll your jersey out there and win. And, you know, if this is a, if this is a team that, let's say, is 9-1 and one and you're heading into the Iron Bowl and you need this victory, you know, I, I just I have strong doubts that Hugh Freeze and his staff and his players would overlook something like this again. Um, You'd sure but, hope not. You know, you, yeah, you don't know. Um, you know, the other aspect of this is I think if you look at the games that Auburn has played this year against rivals outside of the LSU game, um, you have been competitive in those. And that's what we wanted at the beginning of the year. You wanted Auburn to be competitive. Mm-hmm. You figured six wins, seven wins was a successful season as long as you were competitive in the big games. And I think for the most part you have been, again, outside of that LSU game, you know, the A&M game kind of got away from Auburn at the end, but that was close for the majority of the game. And so you've got an opportunity this week, uh, I think, to buy it all back, obviously. Um, you know, I don't know if all will be forgiven, but if, if you come out with an Iron Bowl victory, you're going to get a lot of leeway from this fan, right. from this fan base. I think that's going to fix a lot of what recruiting um, may have taken a hit in. Again, I don't know that, but it just seems like your recruiting could take a hit from this. It very well could, and, and it look, it, it's, it would be dumb to say that it, it doesn't matter, right? It would be dumb to say, oh, this doesn't, you know, it's just one, one game, one loss. No, it's not that big of a deal. No, that's, that's not right at all. And so, um, yeah, you know, we, we'll talk throughout the week as, as what a win on Saturday against Alabama would do, but, I mean, we still got to break this down and figure out what in the heck happened Saturday and how you make sure that it doesn't happen again, whether it be – you know, I guess the end of this year or next year or whatever. I mean, it just—it's something that can't happen here at Auburn, and and something that Hugh Freeze has to own, and I think so far has. And so uh, we'll see, we'll see what how it goes throughout this week. Jack, I appreciate you, man. It's always great to hear from you, brother. 
All right, thanks, Jake. Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll be talking this week about something happier. Yeah, I hope so. Hey, we got basketball this week. That's good. That's right. Yeah, Auburn goes up to, to Brooklyn and uh, and gets a, a little under the radar uh, Legends Classic win, opposed to this uh, this fan base thinking that the, the world is ending. So, um, <laughs> fortunately, you still got Shooty Hoops that's doing well. Uh, should be back in action tomorrow night. That should be. Uh, well, what we think is going to be. Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on now. Hold on now. We can't we can't speak a win into existence ever again. Never. Yeah, yeah. hard to do that <laughs> moving forward. That's it? right. <laughs> Jack, always great to hear from you, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, bud. That's Jack Hutton joining us on the phone lines. We're going to get to Spectre when we come back. Phone lines are open. Give me a call. I know you got thoughts on this Monday afternoon after Auburn falls to New Mexico State 31-10. to Give me a call. Let's hash it out. Get your feelings out here on the show. We'd love to hear from you. Jacob Goins on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. 30 minutes into hour number one here on the Monday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds not the back. I'm Jacob Goins. Let's get to the phone lines once again. They're open. We'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390. Spectre, we appreciate you holding on, man. You're on the line. What's up? Uh, maybe he is not there. Okay. Well, I apologize. Guess he might not be there. So we will get to him if he wants to call back. And we'd love to hear from you as well. 334-321-1390. Um, yeah, just, just talked with Jack and, and, you know, he had some things to say and, and I think he, he had some good content there and, um, hit some points that I hadn't yet got to. And so, um, want to address those things. Got a couple of people calling in now. Uh, let's see, let's get to the first phone call. You're on the line. Who am I speaking with? Oh, never mind. All right. How about this one? You're on the line. Who am I speaking with? Or maybe our phones are just messing up. I don't know what's going on here. Let's see. Do we have anybody here? You're on the line. Nope. All right. Well, we're going to work through it, folks. Don't you worry. You're on the line. Who is anybody there? Hello. Hey, there you go. I got you now. Who is this? It's Jacob. Who is this? Man, Spectre, you hung up on me and I tried to call back and all of a sudden things went crazy. Yeah, it's what. Yeah, I'm trying to deal with it here all at the same time, but I got you on the air now. What's up? I, th- I think I'm in a nightmare, to tell you the truth. Uh, I woke up Sunday morning. And somebody pinched me. I said, no, Auburn didn't lose, did they? <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah. Holy cow. Well, to keep from talking about what you and Jack just talked about, I will say a couple things. Uh, looks like we bought whatever that virus was in Arkansas. We brought it back. Yeah, yeah, we brought a little bit, brought a little bit with us, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. In New Mexico State, let me tell you, they lost to UMass mm-hmm. first of the year. They lost to Hawaii. And all of a sudden, they kicked it into high gear. That's the improvement you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And I have not seen any improvement because, you know, we were ex- – when we those games that we won, 
against Arkansas and Mississippi State and Vanderbilt. They're, they're losing records. they got losing records. Every win that we have is against a team with a losing record. And it's unbelievable that we haven't had any improvement from game one to the last game. And everybody keeps saying, oh, yeah, we've had that vast improvement in Mississippi State game, Vanderbilt game, Arkansas game. Yeah, oh, what kind of improvement? Well, I can, every time I bring something up, I get hollered at back there. I'm just negative all the time. Well, I've seen it coming. And I ain't surprised. And uh, what I saw on the field with our players, I'm thinking it's a 50-50. I think we got a 50% problem with our coaches and a 50% problem with our players. I saw no sense of urgency in this team Saturday. It was like, no problem, we're going to come back and win this game. No problem at all. I mean, it was on the sidelines. It was on the field. It was absolutely uh, I just don't know. I just don't have words for it, Jacob. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, that's that's where a lot of people stand right now, Specter. And uh, I will I will disagree with you a bit because I do think I do think Auburn was getting better in that stretch. I know they were playing like Jack said, the bottom barrel of the SEC, um, and I think that allowed them to get better. But none of that showed up on Saturday. That's the biggest problem. Is is none of that showed up? And let's just be real. I think New Mexico State's better than those three teams that Auburn beat, and they showed it on Saturday. But I just don't think you – everything just got thrown out the window when New Mexico State came to town for whatever reason because I don't think they did anything particularly defensively to slow down Auburn. Now, their offense and, and holding the ball and time management was perfect. Uh, they played that side of the ball really well, but I just don't think any of that showed up on Saturday for Auburn for whatever reason. Well, I'm going to tell you about the coaching side of this. Okay. New Mexico, New Mexico State has got two and three stars. Those people, those those guys, those players have been developed, and they just whooped our four stars. I just 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 pushed them all over the field. Mm-hmm. So that's what you call development. That's improvement. I have not seen that in these last twelve games. I have not seen it. I've seen it in individuals. I, I, I'll say that. I've seen it in individuals. I have not seen it across the board for Auburn. Exactly. Well, this, this is a team game. This ain't an yep. individual game. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. So, so one guy cannot win the game, mm-hmm. even though Bo Nix is doing it. But, uh, <laughs> he's doing it in Eugene right now. He's trying to. That's right. Yeah, he's trying and, to. Uh, well, well, your one thing anyway. you brought up about you or about uh, New Mexico State, yeah, they lost to UMass in their opener. They also lost to Hawaii, which is never good. Um, they were two and three to start the year, and like you said, all of a sudden they just turned it on, man, and they figured something out. They played a lot of close games, but they won those close games, and they treated Auburn like it was their Super Bowl. They felt that they could win it, and they were right. You know, these coaches at New Mexico State, they're second year coaches, and yeah. they haven't been there a while, right? So that's, this is what you do when you do, when you get it when you get a coach in there that knows how to develop players. I ain't talking about Priest. I ain't. T- I'm talking about his his supporting staff. Mm-hmm. That's basically our problem. Freeze, you know. You know, a head coach is at at the mercy of his his coaches, and if, if he doesn't do something about this, I I am not a fan of Montgomery. I'm not a fan of Roberts. I mean, Roberts, you know, what what he did against uh, Arkansas, 
Well, hell, you could say what well, that's what happened to Auburn against New Mexico State. We just fell apart. Arkansas just fell apart. Yeah. Did we really did we really beat Arkansas or did Arkansas beat themselves? I think it was a combination. Yeah. We just outscored them. I mean, that's the name of the game, though. Yeah, and that Arkansas team gave up. I mean, they just they quit playing it. And look, that's kind of what happened. And, and and the problem was Auburn didn't even give up. I just don't think Auburn showed up. No, there was no sense of urgency at all. It was like, I know. You know, we, you know, we, we don't have to go out on the field. They just we just going to beat them up. You know. Yeah. No matter what we do, we're just going to outscore them up and down the field. Well, that didn't happen. Right. Well, like Jack said, and, and, they just threw the jersey out there. Right. They just they were hoping the logo on the side of their helmet would beat them, and it it didn't happen. That's why I said. That's why I say there was no sense of urgency there. Right. When they when they realized, you know, we need to get on the ball. Oh, well, no problem. We'll figure out something. Mm-hmm. Well, the clock ran out. Yep. I know. I know. It's disappointing, right. Spectre. Appreciate the call, man. Great to hear from you. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Let's get to the phone lines again. Uh, you're on the line. Who am I speaking with this time? Hey, this is Andy. Hey, Andy. How are you, man? Hey, we're able. Yes, sir. What's on your mind? All right. I'm all over the place here, so I'll try to keep this. If I can't keep it straight, just slap me or hang up on me. (laughs) I'll I'll guide you down the path. You just start talking. I'll guide you where you need to go. So, personally, you know, I had this huge bet that Auburn would win six and a half games, and I I think it's my fault. I'm over here raising my hand up. Um, I was going around like, man, we're going to hit it. We're going to hit seven games this weekend. We're going to do it. I made this bet. I didn't think I was going to win it. We're going to win it. So I think. Uh, oh yeah, right yeah, I forgot. Uh, I forgot about that. Mm. Yeah, that, that's the only thing that makes sense because them coming in here beating us that doesn't make any sense. Um, what it does show is um, two things: uh, people with sports have really short memories. You know, I remember eight weeks ago people wanted to fire Alabama's coach because they lost to Texas. I mean, <laughs> yeah. people were crying. Um, you know, I remember about five days ago, people thinking Auburn's going to beat Alabama for some reason. Um, so people have crazy short memories, so emotional. Um, it's funny, it's sad, it's, it's what it is. But um, again, last, last week when I called, I was harping on um, paying way too much money to these people and paying people to leave. Right. And this kind of goes on that where, you know, Freeze and the coaches have been doing a great job. We have gotten better. Um, I don't know about Spectre, about um, New Mexico State being developed. I mean, developed what, in the past six weeks? Because they, they were losing in the beginning of the year. They just The team figured something out. Usually, when a team's winning constantly, it's because they have one or two top-notch all-stars. Mm-hmm. Um, we almost lost so many games when we had Cam Newton, and I, I was there at most of the games. He won us those games in the fourth quarter. Um, I mean, of course, with the help, but, you know, he went in there, he's like, hey, I'm going over the top. Y'all got to give 110% this play. Because if you right. don't give 110% play, I don't know if these fans have never played sports, but it is so hard to get the whole line to push with 100% efficiency and strength every time. It, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to pick those plays and you got to be a leader. And that's why those quarterbacks who are leaders or have that skill can do it. Like, hey, we're going to do it this time. And um, some get it done and, and they're heroes, you know. But but I, I think the problem with that, Andy, I think why, and I, and I know you feel this way too, the problem is why was it such a struggle for Auburn to get up for this game, right? Why was it such a big deal well, for Auburn I mean, to not have any effort or energy in this game? You know what I mean? Well, no, not at all. Not at all. There's a term for this. First with a T. Ends with a P. Trap game, right? 
Okay. This, this, right? Is this not the definition of a trap game where the team's doing good and they have some gimme coming, but they have the Iron Bowl coming up, and that's what I mean. Is that not the? Is this not the definition of a trap game, and why um, people who you know look at this stuff, sports announcers, you gamblers, I mean this. This was a trap game, and we fell in it bad. I mean, <laughs> yeah, and and that's that. Yeah, and, and you're not wrong. Yard runs, man. I yeah, mean, no, I know. Just destroying our defensive line. It, it, it's just all emotional. You see, you know, the Bills getting beat um, by teams they shouldn't be. I always think they go drinking the night before. <laughs> um, and I know some NFL players, and and you believe, you wouldn't believe what some of these guys do the night before a game. That oh they yeah, care about. But, oh um, yeah. But always, you know, nothing to panic about. It's the definition of a trap game. It's embarrassing. It hurts. I, I swear, like the fourth quarter, I wanted to like call you and just get a hug. Um, <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna have to wait till Monday to do this. I know. I, I know. I mean, that that bet was was the bet, and then just losing um, and thinking it was my fault, you know, in, in some sick way. But uh, we'll be all right. You know, maybe we need one more year of uh, just suffering so that next year will be a much more beautiful or. You know, maybe we'll get him in 2028. I don't know. There but, you go. Again, stop firing coaches because the good ones. I mean, it's just it's just sickening. So because uh, they go off and they do amazing things somewhere else with our money, and thank God Texas A&M made us not look like the biggest joke. But yeah, there you go. Looking pretty bad in a lot of a lot of things in the past couple of years. So we just need to relax and just love each other, and you know, go up with the ups and the downs. But well, we're eagle and. Uh, Enjoy listening the rest of the week, buddy. Yeah, appreciate the call, Andy. That is, uh, that's probably, look, I love Andy, love him. Uh, that's probably going to be the most positive phone call we get on this program today. Let's just be real. That's probably going to be the most positive and best outlooking phone call that we get today. And I love it. I, I do. I love it. I, I mean, coming in today, I just knew, I knew this is how it was going to be. And I totally understand it. I totally get it. And we've got even more phone calls. Um, let's, Let's do this. Let's take an early break. Let's get to a break, and we'll come back for the final segment. Got two people on the phones that we're going to get to. I want them to have plenty of time when we come back as we wrap up hour number one here on the Monday edition of On the Line. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Wrapping up our number one here on the Monday edition of On the Line. I'm Jacob Goins with you in the Auburn Plaza Bar and Lounge Studio. No Uncle T-Bone today. Um, he is my Monday, Wednesday, Friday co-host now, but I had a work trip already on the books before all of this came together today, so he'll be back tomorrow. Uh, we'll be with us Wednesday, and then, of course, on Friday, previewing the Iron Bowl as well. So uh, just me flying solo in the studio, but, hey, I've had plenty of phone calls to keep me busy so far, and we're going to continue to do that here as we wrap up our number one three three four three two one thirteen ninety Jones, you're on the line, man. What's up? What's going on, Jacob? Well, <laughs> it's 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 a Monday after Auburn loses a game they should have won. So it has been uh, it's been a quick hour number one, and there are tempers flaring everywhere right now. Well, I haven't got too much uh, important to say. Uh, what I say may not be very salient or even sapient, but I can tell you. I love Auburn. I love Auburn. It was my school before I went there, Mm -hmm. while I went there, and after I've left. It is my school, and I love Auburn. 
My first football game was watching Jimmy Seidel and Tucker Fredrickson in the early 60s. There you go. So having said that, Auburn had two bad practices last week, and Saturday was a bad practice. Everybody knows that Auburn's better than New Mexico State, but they didn't show it. They didn't do it, and it's done. It is over. Now, what Auburn people, and especially the football team and coaches, have to have now is grit. Grit, as we know, is a combination of passion and perseverance. And there takes four things to have grit. That means us fans need to just shut our mouths and have grit. We cannot unring the bell or unscramble those eggs from Saturday. We have to have an interest and enjoy Auburn football and love it like you've always loved it. Those players have to enjoy what they're doing. They've got to conduct deliberate skills improvement to make sure they know what they were weak at. What they were weak at Saturday was pure emotion. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't reach down and grab it. And they've got to believe that their purpose, whatever their job is on the field, matters. And it matters for the entire organization. And they also have to have hope. The bottom line is, it is what it is Saturday. But going forward, Auburn has coaches and players that can win Saturday. I don't mean play close, but win. They will fight Saturday because Auburn people have grit. The bottom line is grit means you're content being discontent. And having said that, I want to say war damn equal, Jacob. I love your show. Let's keep it going. I love that, Jones. Thanks so much, man. I appreciate your positivity. I appreciate your call, and I appreciate you uh, listening in the kind words as well. Got a couple of minutes. And speaking of Uncle T-Bone, driving around Atlanta trying to get caught in some traffic, we got him on the phone lines. What's up, Uncle T? How are you, man? Uh, I'm sorry I'm not in studio today. Be back tomorrow. Thanks for having me, uh, Jacob, on the line via radio. That's right, and, and via telephone, man. So what's up? Well, I know we got a couple oh, of yeah, minutes here. Excuse me. Yeah, first of all, I'd like to say I don't play favorites, but I have to say in my short time in, I think Jones is easily my favorite caller. That was a uh, magnificent phone call, um, and people need to pay attention to it. That being said, uh, real quick, two two ways to look at this short-term and long-term. Short-term, this is an absolute disaster. It's uh, easily the most embarrassing loss in my Auburn fandom since 1982. uh, But long-term, it can be forgiven. It can be forgotten. You know, what Auburn has to do right now is not let that embarrassment Saturday, coaches, fans, staff, players, boosters, the band, their band parents, everybody, that loss cannot define us. Because if we allow it to define us, we are not only going to get beat badly and soundly this Saturday, but for many Saturdays to come. Yeah. No, I'm with you. um, You know, the last – people need to keep this in perspective. The last three, four years, uh, I was not a fan in the late 70s and early 80s until Pat Dye got here. And uh, really the last three, four years kind of been our – my generation's late 1970s. And we must – Get behind Hugh Freeze and this staff and fight through this and support them with everything we got. Do not give up because we cannot afford to have another 17 years like we just had. With Since Saban's been at Alabama in 2007, you can count it up, counting Hugh Freeze and all the intern coaches, we've had seven coaches. Mm. And if you want to go through that over the next 17 years, you give up now. Was it painful Saturday? Heck yeah. I got a lot of questions, and I can't wait to get back tomorrow to talk to you about them. But don't give up, Tiger fans. Do not do it.
That's yeah. all I got. War Eagle. Appreciate the call, man. Great to hear from you. Safe travels uh, back from Atlanta. We'll get you back in the studio. Uncle Tebow, my co-host, tomorrow on the show. So many great calls so far today. And we'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390 as we get close uh, to getting into hour number two. There's been a lot of, look, there's a lot of frustration, right? There's a lot of embarrassment. There's a lot of what the heck, right? Like just just confusion. Um, There's a lot of that right now. But I think in this hour alone of this radio program, You've heard it from a couple of people. Uncle T-Bone there, Jones with a fantastic comment as well on his phone call, and even Andy, right? And we've had guys and people on both sides of the coin, and it's totally understandable, right? The frustration that Auburn fans feel from what happened on Saturday, it's not to be written off. It is not to be put away, right, and, and, and discouraged because – it's 100% real, and it is understandable, and you have every right to feel that way. And look, let's be honest, for a little bit, you should. You should feel that way. And I promise you that he- head coach Hugh Freeze does. I can't say that about the entire team because I don't know. I don't know. Hugh Freeze said they were in a fog today from the few guys that he had seen before his weekly press conference and he had not seen the whole team yet but he said they're in a fog because they just don't really know what happened i'll tell you what happened you got beat you got beat by a team you were supposed to beat but you also got beat by a pretty good team doesn't make it okay though not at all doesn't excuse it but now you have to learn from it and that's what the message is going to be throughout this week I hope in the football building, but that's going to be the message here on this show. Great hour number one. Give me a call. Be a part of it. What's on your mind? How do you feel on this Monday if you're an Auburn fan or a non-Auburn fan looking outside in? Give me a call. 334-321-1390. Hour number two coming up. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goertz. You're on the line here on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. Happy Monday, or just Monday at this point. Hope you're doing well on this Monday. 
Uh, November 20th, 2023, hour number two is underway, which means hour number one just wrapped up here on the Monday edition of On the Line. If you missed any of it, uh, lots of great phone calls in hour number one, six or seven of them. I I lost count. We had uh, call after call after call, uh, as I expected on a Monday, and um, just lots of reactions from what happened on on Saturday as Auburn lost to New Mexico State 31-10. to And so if you missed any of it, be sure that you go and uh, listen to the show on demand as a podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search on the line or go to ESPNAU.com and you'll find it there commercial free in our podcast center. So coming up here in hour number two, still got about 30 minutes for you to call in. Got a couple of people waiting, so we're going to get to them. Um, and then coming up at 3.30, Jacob Hillman of the Albert Sports Network will join us. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on the game Saturday, get caught up on everything going on in Auburn Athletics. And so the number to get you through to me is 334-321-1390. Jacob Goins with you in the Auburn Plaza Bar and Lounge Studio. No Uncle T-Bone. He'll be back tomorrow. I had a a work trip scheduled, so he is out today, but he will be with me the rest of the week. And just an update before we get to the phones, an update on what the show schedule looks like this week uh, for all of us. Max Roundtable, On the Line, and The Drive will have shows every day this week except Thursday, right? So no shows on Thanksgiving Day, uh, but we'll be here today, tomorrow, Wednesday, and Friday. So keep that in mind, just no shows on Thanksgiving. Uh, we, we understand that it is it's the busiest week, right, for football talk. So uh, we want to be here. We're excited to be here. And hopefully the vibes get a little bit better as the week goes on. But let's get to the phone lines, 334-321-1390. And Terry, you're first up here now. We're number two. Hey, Jacob. Uh, I heard two fantastic phone calls at the last last the end of the last hour. Mm-hmm. Although I'm going to say Jones, I heard Jones talk about grit, yep. and they got it. And I'm going to say, and I heard T Bone talk about seven coaches in 17 years, and all that's well and good. And we should get behind Coach Freeze. I've been supporting him from the beginning. You know that. Mm-hmm. But no way, shape, or form is New Mexico State supposed to come in here and beat us by three touchdowns. I I think everybody agrees with that statement. There's and that, I don't know no why. Doubt. Why can't and how do you think that list is not even talked about on your show? It needs to be. How do you think it looked to all those big time recruits that were there? If I'm Coleman or Thompson, I tell Auburn to go take a hike because I know they can offer me play in time, but I'm going to go win a championship. Yeah, that's that's something that a lot of Auburn fans over the last couple of days have been really, really scared of and concerned with. And, um, and they should I, be. They absolutely should be. They absolutely should be. I will say this. The response from what I've seen and what I'm being told, the response from recruits is not horrible, right? It's not as bad as it could be, but that doesn't mean anything. I mean, it it very well could could lead to disaster down the road, and and you never know what could happen. I hope not, but losing games like this, it, it does. It hurts, especially when everybody else around you wins these types of games, and you know, the, the conversation will flip later in the week to, okay, can a win over Alabama save what happened against New Mexico State in terms of recruiting and all of that? And we'll get to that conversation as we go, but it, it does bring up a legitimate topic and a question. But, yeah, the loss on Saturday doesn't help your recruiting by any means. Yeah, well, you don't, wanna, you don't want Alabama to be a, be a must win, uh, and that's what it is. For recruiting, you Quite think? Honestly. Yes, Absolutely. To try to show that the, the the state is flipping a little bit, so you have to be seven and five, or you're probably going to be six and six, and you get a trip to the Birmingham Bowl. Just what just what everybody wants to go, you know, 160 miles up the road to a dilapidated city. Yeah, Auburn's uh, Auburn's second home. It seems like for football in these recent years, the Birmingham Bowl. 
I just can't understand what anybody's line of thinking there. You know, I know we say, well, we said we're going to be six and six, seven and five. But when you've got a legitimate shot at seven or eight wins mm-hmm. and you lose it. Yeah, that's the big and, thing, too. That that That's the problem is if you did what you were supposed to do, you would have been a seven-win team. And I talked about this. Beating Alabama would have given you eight wins in year one. That would have been massive. I mean, that you can't. I can't put it into words how big that would have been for this program, for momentum, for NIL, for recruiting, for all the factors. That would have been just gigantic for this team and this program, but that's out the window. And great point by Spectre. Has Auburn beat a team this year with a winning record at all? Uh, say that again? I don't think so. I don't think Auburn has beaten a team with a winning record. Um, No, I don't think so. I so, don't think so. And as far as the ability rack, you were down 10-7 at halftime. A, pot, a punt block that everybody knew was coming. Yep. And you got a, your quarterback picked up a player and slammed him into the ground. If you don't react to stuff like that, you don't you don't get to put on the orange and blue. Right. That's the problem is New Mexico State got a lot more out of that than Auburn did. Right. And that's my point. They say always a three time state championship high school wrestler. Whoop dee doo. That's what I heard. I heard that earlier on Doug's show, yeah. I mean whoop de whoop dee doo. Big deal. Yeah. Congratulations on wrestling. And guess what? Wrestling is an individual sport, football's a team sport. Well, that one individual put a hurt on Auburn on Saturday. Yeah. Thank you, Jacob. Appreciate the call, Terry. Three three four 321-1390. Want to get to the phone lines again. Uh, you're on the line. Who am I speaking with? You there? Hello? There we go. I got you a little bit now. What's up? Uh, let's see. Well, I got him on hold, but I don't think he knows I was there. So <laughs> we'll get to him in just a second. Um, to what Terry was saying... You know, it, it. I understand, right? It, it seems like here on this Monday, there are two sides to to what happened. Fans are in two different camps right now, right? Auburn fans, from what I've heard on the show today, from what I've seen on social media, and what we've seen in the last, you know, less than forty eight hours, there are two camps set up right now. There's the camp that is. Everybody is furious and and just frustrated and annoyed and confused and just embarrassed and, and all the adjectives there that they just can't believe what they saw on Saturday. And then there's the other camp that's set up where people are trying to not let this destroy a season, right? Fans are trying to not let this destroy the program and destroy any progress this team and program have made in 2023 on the field and off the field in recruiting. That's what I'm getting at right here. That's what I've heard. That's what you're telling me right now. There are two camps set up. And which one, where do you fall? And I think both are acceptable. Right? I think it's totally fine and acceptable to be completely baffled by what happened on Saturday. To be just want to crawl in a hole and and not come out because of what happened on Saturday. To not even want to put on your jersey on Saturday or put on that orange t-shirt when you go to work today. Right? Especially for those of you that are in neutral areas or, you know, not Auburn Opelika, right? If you're in Birmingham or Montgomery or wherever you're listening, where there are Alabama fans and Georgia fans and other SEC fans, I don't think there's many Auburn fans that wanted to put on that orange and blue polo today on the way to work. I don't think there's many that wanted to do that. 
and understandably so. But I also understand the people that are like, look, this was a bad loss, right? I don't think anybody is trying to just write this loss off, right? I don't think anybody's trying to say, oh, it's just, it's just one game. It doesn't matter. Not a big deal. We're fine. It's not a big deal. I don't think anybody's doing that. But there are a lot of people that are saying, look, this was a bad loss for Auburn. This was a bad thing that happened for Auburn. And this can't happen again, but we can't let it bring us down, right? We can't let it destroy all the progress that we just made. So I understand that, right? And they're, they're, Because they're talking because the Iron Bowl is this Saturday. And you have a chance to get to your seven-win mark that we thought you were going to get this past Saturday if you, if you win. And I know that's going to be tough, especially now. So that's where people are. You have one side that is just done, right, just completely out on this year because of Saturday, and the other side that they're trying not to let it destroy everything. I don't know quite where I am. And... I want to say I'm in the middle. I hate to be that way, but I understand both sides. And to break it down, you look at this game on Saturday for Auburn, and man, they just didn't show up. They weren't ready. They were not ready. They didn't get up to play. They were not motivated. They didn't have the effort. Hugh Freeze has said that numerous, numerous times already. Said it Saturday night in the postgame press conference, and he said it today in his weekly presser. The effort was not there. And my question is, why? Why was it not there? Because Hugh Freeze knew what he was walking into. He knew what game this was. He knew what team this was. And he knew that this could be a, quote, trap game, right? A a look-ahead game for Auburn. He knew that because he told us that. So how do you go through the entire week the whole week, and not get your team ready. And I'm not saying it all falls on Hugh Freeze because I don't know. And we had a caller earlier talking about assistant coaches and how the head coach is responsible for that and everything that happens under him falls onto him, and and it's right. I mean, the coach gets all the praise and they get all the hate, right? Same way with a quarterback, too much love and too much hate. But at the end of the day, it is on Hugh Freeze. It is. You're the head coach. In a game and a team and another head coach that you already know and have a bad history with. I think this game on Saturday really did show that this team is just not Hugh Freeze's team. Right? This that was a year one performance on Saturday. In so many different ways, and so many different levels. Right? Auburn got out coached. Auburn got out prepared. Auburn got out hustled on Saturday. You could see it coming out of the locker room to start the game. You could really see it coming out of the locker room at halftime, where it just seemed like everybody was content. They, oh, Auburn's going to win. It's fine. Right? You're, it's fine. It's fine. 10-7, to seven, you're down only by three. Auburn will turn it on in the second half. Everything will be fine. 
They'll get out of this game, and come Monday, nobody will even talk about New Mexico State anymore, right? That's what everybody was thinking, and it just didn't happen. New Mexico State, they felt they could win this game. They didn't feel it. They knew it. They knew they could win this game. That's why they played their starting quarterback, Pavia, who had been dealing with injury. That's why they held the ball and just kept it out of Auburn's hands. They said, you know what? We're just going to run magnificent offense and just never give you a chance. And they did it perfectly. Time of possession, almost 39 minutes for New Mexico State. 39 minutes they had the football compared to 21 for Auburn. That is insane. And this is not an SEC team doing this against another SEC team. It's New Mexico State. And all the credit in the world to them. And and I don't want that to fly under the radar. I don't want that to get lost in all of this. Because this is not a 3-8 San Jose State team. right? This is not a team that has two wins all year that came to Jordan-Hare and beat you on a game-winning field goal. This is what is now a nine-win team that's going to play in the Conference USA Championship game with a legit dude at quarterback and a coach that's already proven himself. He's the kryptonite, I guess. A few frees, I don't know. But does that make it okay? No, it doesn't. But there are people... And there are a lot of Auburn fans. I haven't seen it as much or heard it as much on a Monday that I was Saturday night and Sunday morning. But there's a big group of Auburn fans, and I'm not telling you you're wrong. I'm not. You have every right to feel this way. There's a big group of Auburn fans, old, young, in the middle, that are saying this is the worst loss they've ever seen in Auburn football history. That's what people are saying. And there's a lot of them. And I'm not telling you you're wrong. You have every right to feel that way. But I disagree. I disagree with that statement. Is it a bad loss? Absolutely. Is it a loss that should ever happen? No. This should never happen. I don't care the circumstances or the situation. I don't care. I don't care that this is year one. I don't care that this roster is depleted. I don't care that New Mexico State has nine wins and has a good quarterback. Those are all facts, but it doesn't matter. Auburn football should never, ever, ever lose to New Mexico State University. I'm sorry. Shouldn't happen. But is this the worst loss in program history? I don't think so. I just don't. I don't think so. It's bad. It's top five. Top three. But I just don't think it's I don't think it's as bad as people are making it. What makes it so bad is the situation around it. Right? The situation around the loss, the timing of the loss, the way you lost it. All of those things are the reason this is such a bad loss. Not because of the team that you lost to. The team that was on the field was playing good football. And they deserve a lot of credit. And people saying, oh, it's an embarrassment to lose to New Mexico State. It is, but give them their credit where it's due. Because they're a good football team. But this should never happen. 
It should never, ever happen. We'll talk about all of that and more when we come back. Give me a call. Phone lines are still open. I know you got thoughts. I know you got feelings. Air it out. Let's go. It's Monday. We got... We got to get this out somewhere because we got the Iron Bowl to talk about later on in the week. 334-321-1390. We'll come back and talk some more here on the Monday edition of On the Line. You are on the line on ESPN 1067, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. Back inside the Auburn Plaza Bar and Lounge Studio here on the Monday edition of On the Line. Got a few minutes before we uh, get to Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network. He'll join us at 3.30. So still time for you to be a part of the show, 334-321-1390. A couple of games that Auburn has lost in their history that rank up there with the worst losses in Auburn history, right? Because that's that's the... conversation that's the topic that's been thrown around the last couple of days um you've got the game in 1991 which I was not alive for but I know very much about it uh where Southern Miss came to Auburn and beat them 10 to 9 the year after Brett Favre left because he was playing for the Falcons in the NFL I think that's up there um I think the 2014 Texas A&M game where Auburn should have won that game, and that was just as as Jack has said, and Jack Hudson's the one that told, told me about that game. He says, it set in motion maybe a decade of general mediocrity. I don't hate it. I don't hate that pick, right? I don't hate that one. Uh, there are games in Auburn's history that are worse losses than New, this New Mexico State team. But here's the thing, right, as we continue to just harp on this and, and dig deeper into this result and, and why it hurts so bad. New Mexico State has gotten better throughout this season. If you look at their first five games, they lost to UMass, a team that Auburn put a hurting on in the beginning of the year. They beat Western Illinois. They lost to Liberty 33-17 on the road in week three. Then they beat New Mexico, right? New Mexico State beat New Mexico. Then they lost on the road to Hawaii. That is not a good loss. <laughs> that, that is bad, okay? That is bad. Let's just say it like it is. But since that loss against Hawaii when they were 2-3, and three, New Mexico State has not lost a game since. They have not lost since. Now, they've been in tight games, and I don't believe they've beaten a team with a winning record, right, other than Auburn. But they have gotten better. And they're going to play Liberty again in the conference championship game for Conference USA. They're a good team. And as I told somebody off the air, I don't care what conference you play in at what level in college football. If you are a 10-win team, which is what New Mexico State should be, they play a good Jacksonville State team this weekend. But if you're a 10-win team, you're a good football team. I don't care where you play or who you play. I don't care. If you win 10 games in a year, you are a good team. Same way in college basketball, if you win 20 or 25 games, or 20 to 23, we'll say, you're a good team. I don't care if you're Gonzaga or if you're South Alabama. If you win 10 games in college football in a season, you're a good team. But it doesn't make it okay. Here's why it's not okay for Auburn to lose this game. Your momentum 
was through the roof. You had beaten teams you were supposed to beat, right? You had beaten Mississippi State. You had beaten uh, Vanderbilt. And then you beat Arkansas. You beat Arkansas in a game that you were not supposed to win, according to Las Vegas. According to the predictions, according to the talking heads, right? You were not supposed to win that game, but you did. Against three bad teams, I know. But at that point in the season, it didn't matter. Auburn just needed some wins. And they got them. And I know some people disagree. But I think Auburn got better in that stretch. And that's what it took. It took playing some bad teams for Auburn to get a little confidence. To have some optimism. To get some flow going to this team. And I really, really thought that they were going to take advantage of that and continue continue on and, and continue to roll with that. I really did. I thought they were going to. And they didn't. All of your momentum, right, on the field, in the fan base, in recruiting, in NIL, all of that was at the highest point it had been in this season. And if you did what you were supposed to do, and you beat New Mexico State, it would have been even higher. And this week, right now, we'd be talking about the Iron Bowl on Saturday, but we're not. We're talking about all of that. That big bubble of everything good just got popped with a needle, and it's gone. Is it gone completely? No. But a lot of it is gone. You have a large portion of this fan base that is out on the year. You have fans that are already questioning Hugh Freeze and the coaching staff and the players. And I think it's too early to to truly know what the impact really is in recruiting. From what I've seen and heard and been told, it's not as bad as people think. But I don't know. We're going to find out. We're going to find out with early signing day coming up next month. Let's get to the phone lines really quickly here. 334 Three two one thirteen ninety. You're on the line. Who am I speaking with? Hey, this is Dak in Columbus. Hey, Dak, you got about two minutes, brother. What's on your mind? <laughs> oh, great, great. Yeah, I know. Um, I know. We're up against a break in yeah. a couple minutes. Go ahead. I understand. No, it's just disheartening. I don't blame the coaches. Uh, Coach Freeze had warned them all week long. Uh, I was actually at one practice, and I verbally heard him say that over and over and over. Mm. And, uh, I mean, when you're playing – especially on your offense, defense line, physical physical games week after week after week. And you brought up the Auburn-Southern Miss game in 1991. I was a part of that. I was actually on that two-point play. And, okay. Uh, yeah. And so uh, it, it's hard to get up week after week after week. That's no excuse. Right. What I was afraid happened happened, except I thought it would be down to the wire and we would win it mm-hmm. type of game. Uh but they physically whipped our tail on the offensive defensive line. Yep. That, that's that's the bottom line, the whole game. For four quarters. And uh, For four quarters. And uh, they were the better team on Saturday, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, and, you know, you can't just turn it on when you're ready to turn it on. And uh, and I, I can remember Coach Dye, that was one of his famous uh, sentences all the time, man. And, uh, you know, and once, you know, just like, Two years ago when we were winning against Mississippi State at halftime, 28-7 or whatever it was, yep. and they turned it off. You can't turn it back on once you turn it off. Uh, and uh, the momentum 
you know, you lose all that, and uh, I'm just disheartened. It, it's tough. Uh, yeah. I, I still think we got the right coaches. I, I think, uh, you know, and that's one of the things I said last week when a receiver drops the ball and he hangs his head and walks off the field, players like that will quit on you. And Coach Dye used to say that all the time, and you don't want to know what Coach Dye would have told that receiver when mm. he walked off the field. No, I don't think that would be you safe for I'm radio. <laughs> that's right. And uh, you got – to have heart and desire and the, the love to win for Auburn every day, every week you you put that uniform on. Yep, that's right. And right now we don't have that because I don't think we have a lot of Alabama and Georgia guys that know the meaning of that. I think you're right you know about that, Dak. Yeah, we, I think we, you're we right. We've got to have recruiting down home yep. right here in Alabama, a little bit in Georgia, a little bit in Florida, and they know what it means. That's right. Dak, and, uh, I appreciate the call, brother. It's great I, to hear from I, you, man. Thanks so much, Dak. we got to get to a break. Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network coming up. Let me say this. I agree with what Dak just said. You are on the line with Jacob Goertz on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. We've got 30 more minutes here on the Monday edition of On the Line here on ESPN 106.7. I'm your man, Jacob Goins. No Uncle T-Bone today. He'll be back tomorrow in the studio. Uh, So we uh, miss him, but we look forward to having him back in the studio tomorrow. But as we are always joined on Mondays at 3.30, it is Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network on the phone lines. Hillman, I'm sorry to bring you on, man. I'm I'm appreciative that you agreed to do it, but uh, I do apologize in advance. Yeah, no, I mean, hey, look, it, it is what it is, and you've got to find a way to move on. It's like the 24-hour rule that Coach Free spoke about in his post-game press conference on Saturday. So uh, you got to move on from it, and you've got another big game ahead this Saturday, so it, it, it's time to uh, gear up for that. Is that the same as the five-second rule when you drop food on the floor? <laughs> I, I've never heard it compared to that, but <laughs> you know what? Maybe. I think that, that would be a great comparison of, yeah, for that game. Yeah, pick it up, dust it off, and you know, eat it anyway. It's not going to kill you, I don't think. That's what that's what we did growing <laughs> up. So maybe that's yeah. what Auburn can do in this situation. Of course, Auburn football uh, loses to New Mexico State, thirty-one to ten at home this weekend. The week after the Arkansas beatdown, and the week before the Iron Bowl. Um, Hillman, good luck, man. I've been trying to do it for an hour and a half, but I'm going to ask you to try to put it into words on on what you saw on Saturday. Yeah, you know, like you said, quite frankly, it's hard to describe and really uh, was difficult to comprehend that, especially that night and even the day after, exactly what I watched. You know, it's easy to look at the box score and you can see exactly what happened. New Mexico State dominated statistically in every category pretty much. You know, almost doubling Auburn in first downs and total yardage and, and, and so on and so on. And I look at the fact that Auburn didn't even uh, get to 100 yards rushing again. That That's something that has obviously not been an issue for Auburn in these last three games in the SEC, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, and Arkansas, where Jarquez Hunter uh, seemed like he had come alive from early season struggles or trying to get his feet wet uh, after missing a game or two early in the season. So, you know, I I just offensively, it it was tough to get the running game going, and I thought that had been the key to that three-game winning streak and the explosiveness on offense. And then on defense, you know, it felt like we went back to – of what had occurred early in the se- earlier in the season, like the Georgia game, the Ole Miss game, uh, and even somewhat the Texas A&M game, where obviously the offense struggled, but the defense at least was keeping you in the game until the fourth quarter. It was a lot of bending, but don't, don't break. But of course, New Mexico State kind of, that 
the way the reason it was like that was because New Mexico State just controlled the ball and, and held on to it for uh, I'm, I'm not sure what the time is that 38 minutes mm-hmm. 50 seconds that's that they're not going to put up a ton of points but I thought every it felt like every time the defense had a chance to get a big stop on third down it was either a penalty or or, or on fourth down that first play of the fourth quarter they they fake a punt and and get 20 yards on it and and on the other side of the ball every time there was a big play there was either a drop or uh, a holding call in the backfield that that brought it back whatever it was it just felt like any time you felt like things were about to go Auburn's way something happened uh, that that really made that null and void. Hillman, the game that comes to mind for me in comparison to this result, obviously not, but in the game itself. The 2021 game when Georgia State came to Jordan-Hare when Bo Nix was still Auburn's quarterback, and Auburn could not do anything. I mean, they couldn't do anything, and they were down 24-12 uh, to 12 at the half, and it was like, oh my gosh, what is happening? And T.J. Finley, of all people, had to come in and save the day for Auburn and win that game at the buzzer, basically. But Auburn won. Auburn came out and won that game. But in this one... In that game, it was, okay, Auburn just can't get anything going. On Saturday against New Mexico State, Auburn just came out flat. Hugh Freeze has talked about lack of effort and how he's disappointed in that. And New Mexico State just came out, and, and they beat Auburn for four quarters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you're right. It, it did feel For that first half, that is exactly what I was feeling. I, I felt like it was Georgia State all over again. And that, you know, okay, Auburn sleepwalking. There's zero energy on that sideline, there, there's not a lot of energy in the stands. It's just kind of a flat, uh, dead day. And I thought, okay, second half adjustments, you're going to come out, you're, you'll, you'll struggle to a, to a 10, 17-point win. And that's fine. I mean, you, you get the win, you move on, and you move on to the Iron Bowl. But obviously, like you said, that, that didn't happen. The, the, the Aggies just continued to dominate the way that they did in the first half, uh, even more so in the fourth quarter. I feel like the defense got worn down a little bit there. And uh, especially being on the field for nearly 40 minutes, it, it just was not easy for them to continue fighting the way they had in the first half and, and getting uh, some critical stops that kept Auburn at least uh, within striking distance. But, of course, the offense uh, re- really couldn't get it going uh, off, uh, as well. So, I, I don't know. It, it's one of those things where, again, like you said, it felt like Georgia State for a half, and then you realize, oh, this is real. And sure enough, they, they extend the lead and, and, and blow you out. So, again, the, the, the low energy is, is what uh, Coach Freed is going to take away from, the low effort and, and things like that. But it, it's just really tough to see when, when it really, I, I felt like, I do feel like New Mexico State had just a perfect game plan. I mean, to hold on to the ball for that long and really just kind of run down the field the, the way they did, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it did feel like they, they had a great plan of attack and uh, really meshed well, but that, that is what it is. And uh, Auburn needed to adjust at halftime and unfortunately couldn't. Well, not only did they have a really good game plan, Hillman, they, they executed it to perfection. Right. I mean, they, yeah. they, and Hugh Freeze said that on Saturday night in the post-game presser and today in his weekly press conferences, man, they had a perfect game plan and they, they, they had all the plays when they needed it, right? Every big moment, every big play, they got it. They did what they needed to do. Um, and Auburn, 
not only you didn't get beat by New Mexico State on a game-winning field goal, you came in and got dominated in your house by by a New Mexico State team. And so there's been, uh, of course, Hillman, tons of reactions from Auburn fans. Everybody's disappointed and upset and confused. And what again, whatever adjective you want to throw in there, but in your mind. What does this do for Auburn and the program moving forward into the Iron Bowl this week with all the momentum this team and program had with the three straight wins and the recruiting and all of that? Where where does this, or I guess, what does this do to this program at this point in your mind? Yeah, so this this is something I've kind of battled with in the past 48 hours or however long it's been since this game has ended is, you know, what kind of impact does this have? On the micro level, I do think it is it is pretty drastic. It, it's tough when you have that three-game winning streak uh, snap like that against the non-conference opponent the first time. And oh, I, I forget what the number was, but Auburn has lost to a, a, a non-conference, non-power five opponent in, in, in years. Uh, so that's that's not that's not what you want to go into the Iron Bowl. It just kills all of your momentum. And, and I, you know, I thought, you know, with a win Saturday, you're playing for a New Year's Day bowl game mm-hmm. this upcoming Saturday. That that would have been awesome. And now that that that's gone away and and things like that. So on the micro level, yes, it's it's a pretty I would I would call it a disastrous loss. On the macro level, on you know grand whole grand scheme of things, I don't know if it's necessarily going to have that big of an impact. Obviously, it's not something you're going to spin into a positive. But I don't think the sky is falling. I don't I don't think the world's ending. Uh, obviously, for this Auburn football program, you, you still. Uh, have National Signing Day, I, I think, right at 30 days from now, one one month from today, that you're looking forward to and, and obviously have high expectations for. I, I do think that uh, you, you've also got uh, the NIL uh, still strong for this program. The fan engagements, you, I guarantee you, the Iron Bowl this Saturday, it's going to be as loud as you would expect it to be, as you would have expected uh, before the game on Friday. So, again, on a micro level, yes, it, it really does kind of derail uh the momentum and the season that you that you thought you had a chance to achieve here in 2023, uh, but as far as on the out like in the whole in the whole grand scheme of things, I don't think this is uh, something that you look that you think okay, it, it's completely changed everything and uh, you have to go back to to point A. I, I think you're you're still on track to have a great recruiting class. You're still on track to have uh, you're setting attendance records. You know that for a fact. So I, I'm not I'm not sitting here thinking that this is going to bleed over into next season. Yeah, of course, you're going to get, like, fans are fans. You're going to hear about it from right. fans of other schools. But as far as on the field, I think it's it's something that's going to – you're going to get moved – you're going to move past. You're going to have uh, a great recruiting class in a month and uh, go from there. Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network, who's on the phone lines with us every single Monday here during On the Line on ESPN 106.7. Uh, despite the loss, the season's not over, and it's the biggest right. week of the year. It's Iron Bowl week. It is Alabama week uh, on the Plains, and, and the Crimson Tide will be coming to Jordan-Hare Stadium on Saturday. Your, uh, I guess, what? how are you feeling about this game, and kind of what does Auburn have to do to to get past this New Mexico State loss and prepare for Alabama and give yourself a chance to win? Yeah, again, th- and th- uh, this is kind of like that twenty four hour rule. You know, you, you got you just got to flush it. You got to get get locked in for this game. And I, I always feel like this week is probably pretty tough with Thanksgiving on Thursday. So there, there's a day where obviously you're, you're 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 hoping to spend time with family yada 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 so on so on. 
but you do have to get focused and locked in for that game on Saturday, which isn't going to be difficult. I know that this team, this fan base, everyone involved is going to get up for the Iron Bowl this Saturday. It doesn't matter what the records are. Uh, the, 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 the Auburn family is ready to, to go to war. Mm-hmm. So that that's not something that I'm really concerned with, and I, and the team will get there. I think Coach Breeze mentioned that there's still a little bit of fog this morning. I don't think that's going to I I don't think that'll last much longer. I think by tomorrow, I think those guys will be ready to go uh, for practice and uh, be locked in on Alabama. But of course, this Alabama team I, is peaking at the right time. I, I I I thought earlier in the season, wow, they're 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 vulnerable in spots. I didn't think Jalen Milrow was. Uh, I won't say he wasn't the answer, but I didn't think he was. Uh, as electric as he's as he's been these last few weeks, so I think that again they're they're picking at the right time. But I also think that a lot of what New Mexico State did, the the way they maybe not the way they did it, but uh, the way but how they moved the ball was similar with the way they moved the pocket mm-hmm. uh, and got their quarterback moving. I thought was similar to what Alabama did. So in a way, it, it's not great because of the way New Mexico State had success with it. But at least you got a little bit of a look. Um, kind of a preview of what you might see on Saturday. And then offensively, uh, I do think you got to get back to running the ball. That It's as simple as that because um, you saw why Auburn had so much success in those in that three-game winning streak and why Auburn had no success on Saturday against New Mexico State. It, it, was, it goes down to running the ball. So uh, that, that's what I'm looking forward to uh, this upcoming Saturday. And we can look forward to it being here in Auburn at Jordan-Hare. Um, looking forward right. to uh, what should be and hopefully is a uh, a big fan turnout. I actually, uh, that's the question that I asked Hugh Freeze today in his weekly presser was, you know, what what do you say to the Auburn fans who, who witnessed what happened on Saturday? How do you get them back to Jordan-Hare? How do you get them there for the Iron Bowl? And, and, and I think that's going to be a real test and see what Auburn fans are made of and what they see in Auburn and what this Auburn team could do to try to get up and, and and play this Iron Bowl. So, should be a lot of fun. Uh, Hillman, before we let you go, I want to get just updates on Auburn Athletics outside of football. Um, what can you tell us what's going on around Auburn Athletics? Yeah, we'll, we'll look at a big positive, and that's uh, Auburn basketball. There you go. Going up to Brooklyn, New York, and uh, winning the Legends Classic and doing it in dominant fashion, obviously, uh, beating Notre Dame by uh, 20, and then doing the same to St. Bonaventure only by 17. You know, we'll, we'll, big, big drop-off there uh, for mm-hmm. the Tigers, but Man, I was really impressed by uh, a lot of things. I thought Denver Jones has really started to find his stride. I think he struggled in that southeastern Louisiana game uh, and, and a little bit against Notre Dame, but against St. Bonaventure, three for three from deep, uh, made three free throws, and, and really did his thing. Uh, so I'm excited to see what Denver Jones can really do. Obviously, Janai Broom, he was your MVP of that tournament, uh, and, and I think that, that, that Bonaventure game was a really good sign when you have Aiden Holloway go two for ten from the field, two for seven from three, that obviously the offense was still able to succeed and and be strong uh, without his uh, scoring uh, uh, prowess. And obviously that was the first game Auburn hasn't scored eighty points in this season, and it was only seventy seven. So you, you nearly had it. And I thought Auburn really slowed the pace down a lot in the second half, and and it let it let the Vonnies get back into the game a little bit, but. Um, never really in danger of that game getting away from you as Auburn obviously pulled away towards the end. So uh, very pleased with uh, with the team's trip up to Brooklyn. And, and then you've got another battle tomorrow night, uh, in-state battle against Alabama A&M, 7 o'clock Central, 6.30 airtime uh, on the Auburn Sports Network. Andy Bergstrom, Sonny Smith, and Brad Law will have your coverage there. And then we'll preview Virginia Tech next weekend, but that's a game to look forward to 
as well next Wednesday. Uh, Auburn women's basketball, uh, that, that, they had a tough one against uh, Cal this past Saturday. It was a game where they fell behind early and were unable to really to – it was like they trailed by, 50, by 8 to 15 points the entire game. Trailed by 15, went on a little run, but then Cal would answer right back. So uh, that team, it, 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 it's, it's weird. It seems like they're falling behind early uh, quite often, and then they've been able to find their way back and, and, and win games, but against Cal, uh, unable to do so. So um, I, I think that's kind of the key to them finding success are quicker starts and, and really being uh, ready to go at the 12-minute mark in that first quarter. So tonight they're in Orlando to face UCF. That's at uh, 6 Central airtime at 545 on AU 100.3 100. FM in Auburn. Or the Auburn Tigers at Britt Bowen's got that coverage uh, going tonight. So uh, Auburn Volleyball's got two home matches left. Got a big sweep of LSU yesterday. Much needed. Uh, make quick work. It, yeah, it was huge for that team because it, it has struggled a little bit. And uh, – Going into this week, when you've got number 10 Arkansas on uh, Wednesday, you knew you needed to get at least two out of these three to really lock yourself into the NCAA tournament. So it was a great start to do that uh, yesterday. So uh, for that schedule, Wednesday at 3 o'clock Central, uh, it's Auburn and Arkansas at Neville Arena. And then on, excuse me, that's Alabama. That's at 630 Central. And then Friday, you end the season with number 10 Arkansas at 3 Central. So you have plenty of. Uh, action going on at Neville Arena this week uh, with Auburn basketball, uh, men's and women, and then Auburn volleyball closing out its season. So uh, make sure you go out and support the Tigers. And then obviously it all culminates in the Iron Bowl on Saturday at 2.30 Central. Auburn Sports Network coverage begins at 11.30 a.m. with the Tiger Tailgate Show. We'll go ahead and take a deep breath. That was fantastic, Kelvin. We, <laughs> we, hey, we, that's right. <laughs> it was. It, look, it, it's, it, it's one of those weeks in the year. It's Beast Week as yeah. far as basketball goes and and you know you just you just love it and it's it's the best week to uh be supporting a a college athletics program i just say auburn it it really is because you've got men's basketball you got women's basketball volleyball and football wrapping up their regular season so uh it's exciting it's an exciting time to be an auburn tiger yes it is well man we appreciate you and your time i know it's busy and we appreciate you coming on the show i hear during thanksgiving week of course it's iron bowl week as well and so much going on around auburn athletics hillman plug everything you got where people can find you find the auburn sports network and everything you guys have going on yeah follow me on twitter at jacob hillman au and follow the auburn sports network on twitter at au sports network that's what we have tiger talk tonight so yes we're gonna speak with coach freeze we're gonna speak with luke deal and marcus harris obviously talk about saturday but uh, we're going to preview uh, this upcoming Saturday, the Iron Bowl, as well. Bomb Howard's Victory Grill, 6 o'clock Central, uh, Wings 94.3 FM. So we're looking forward, to that, looking forward to that tonight. Awesome, man. Thank you so much, Hillman. I appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, man. And we'll talk next Monday, and hopefully we got a Victory Monday to talk about. Hey, man, I'm looking forward to it as well. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you, Jacob, and thanks for the time. War Eagle. Thank you so much. That's Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network. We'll take our final break, come back, and wrap it up here on the Monday edition of On the Line. Phone lines are open, 334-321-1390. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. 
Winding down here on the Monday edition of On the Line on ESPN 106.7. Big thanks to Jacob Hillman from the Auburn Sports Network getting us up to date on everything going on in Auburn athletics and his thoughts, of course, on Auburn and New Mexico State and the Iron Bowl coming up this Saturday. So uh, been a, it's been a show today. Um, it's, it's, been, it's been a great show. It really has. So many great callers, um, so many great perspectives, and just – emotions on the show today I mean and and rightfully so and I figured it would be this way and and I love it I do I hate that the circumstances are what they are um, but I do love the the participation. I love you guys calling in and being a part of it, and I'm so thankful for you um, and for this show and, and for everybody listening. So um, if you missed any of the show today, be sure to uh, go and catch up with the podcast. You can find the show on demand. Just search on the line wherever you get your podcast, or you can go to our station website, ESPNAU.com, and you'll find it commercial-free right there after the show. Like Hillman said, uh, Tiger Talk tonight. Usually on Thursdays, of course, but Thanksgiving is this Thursday. So they are doing it tonight over at Baumhauer's, and you can find that over on our sister station, Wings 94.3 and WingsFM.com, 6 to 7. Uh, Coach Freeze will be there. Some players will be there. Uh, they'll be recapping this New Mexico State game and then previewing the Iron Bowl. So it should be a good time. It uh, should be a lot of fun. So be sure you check that out tonight, 6 to 7 on Wings 94.3. As we wrap up this show and wrap up today, I understand – that it is, it's tough. I understand that it's frustrating. And I understand that there are a lot of fans that are checked out. They're done. Like, they just, they can't get over what happened on Saturday. And if Auburn can't beat New Mexico State, then how in the world are you going to try and beat Alabama? I get it. I absolutely get it. But as I said before, this is not the worst loss in Auburn football history. It's not a good one. It's not a good loss. There aren't any good losses, I don't think. But this is not an excusable loss. There is nothing that anybody can say, Coach Freeze, the players, myself, you, anybody, there's nothing that can be said that makes it okay. But is it the end of the world? No. I don't personally think so. I think you have a chance this weekend to make up for it. Maybe not all the way. But you have a chance to make up some of that lost ground with the fans, with recruits, with boosters, with donors, with everybody. And that's something we're going to talk about as the week goes on. Uncle T-Bone will be in here tomorrow. He'll have thoughts. Uh, He called in earlier. He's on a work trip today, but he'll be back tomorrow. We'll have shows tomorrow, Wednesday, and Friday as we slowly work our way out of this Auburn-New Mexico State game and get you ready for the Iron Bowl on Saturday. So stick with us. Because we've got more things to say. And I know you do as well. But it's going to be okay. This loss is not okay, but the situation is going to be okay. And we'll talk about it as the week goes on. Reminder, no shows on Thursday for Thanksgiving. But tomorrow, Wednesday and Friday, me and Uncle T-Bone in the studio 2-4. to Right here on ESPN 106.7. Be a part of the show I'm so thankful for you. It's a lot of fun today, and we'll have some more fun tomorrow. 2 to 4 here on ESPN 106.7. Until then, I'm Jacob Goins. Stay safe. I'll talk to you later.